Welcome, everybody, to another special remote quarantined episode of the Vlix Podcast. I spent a whole bunch of time over the last couple days coming up with a way for us to record ourselves in our respected homes, so we are not in Ken's dungeon right now. So, welcome, everybody. I'm joined with Pete. Hello, I'm here. Ken. Still very much in the dungeon. He's actually in his upstairs dungeon. I'm in my upstairs dungeon, yeah. And Danon. Hey, that's the sound of my weirdly recorded voice. So, we're using Discord today, which is not a sponsor of this podcast, to uh, <laughs> to uh, record ourselves sponsor the apocalypse. being far, far away from each other. Well, not, we're not far. We're just a decent distance. Yeah. Let's say we're all we're all within five miles of each other right now. That is probably true. Pretty close, yeah. So, but we observe social distancing protocols, so we oh. are not Obligation. congregating in the in in the uh, in the in the bomb shelter tonight. Yeah, right. We're not we're not down in the bunker. Plus, Nixon hasn't been out in like uh, it feels like a month. That's so it's, it's getting pretty it's getting pretty <laughs> ranked down there. Pretty he's close. Not he's not good at social distancing. He's really not, but he's, you know, he's he's 156 years old. I mean, he, he's he, he's gonna get it like that if I let him out. He's gotta he's gotta stay down there. Is he really that old? Um, if you yeah, if you look back, I don't. He's got to be somewhere around there. He's not young. He's not, but you know, he won't tell you his age. He's like a woman, like in that in that in that regard. Uh, so the last time we did this, we were it was our last day of freedom. Um, we were actually in Ken's dungeon. Um, and then the next day, the stay-at-home order went into effect. So we've been Correct. home now for going on two and a half weeks in Michigan, and it looks like it's going to be extended yet again. We just don't know the time will be extended yet. This has, been my, this has been my first full week. I actually still worked at the office for four days after the stay-at-home order. So yeah. this has been my first week of being home. Right. So how is everybody doing with the quarantine, uh, Danon? What are you doing to keep yourself occupied? You've already went through Pornhub, so it's got to be something else. Oh, yeah. No, it's getting pretty dark in Pornhub. Uh, yeah, like, is, there, is there a Pornhub, too? Because I'm done with this one. Right. No, it's it just gets worse. Um, so then you just have to start reading the Bible or something instead. Uh, no, can't you, can't you just search Google for porn? Let let me tell let me tell you about a website no. called Literotica, my friend. You can oh, read yeah. porn. Ooh. That's actually a really good one. And as have we as we've experienced on this podcast, that's quite an adventure. Yeah. Oh wait wait, but there's good ones though. <laughs> are they yeah, are, 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 are they? Because they yeah, all breast there's, there's good and bad ones. No, there's it's good and bad. You just gotta you got you gotta you gotta look for somebody who's been writing for a long time and has a lot of stories. Or you just, or just take a leap of faith. What. Right. So Danon, if you go down that yeah. if you go down that rabbit hole to Literotica and you find some yeah. good stuff, mark it. Uh, and we'll okay. read it on the podcast when all this Yeah, is... we'll do some excerpts oh. of decent porn as opposed to these t- terrible things that we've been We've been dealing with the last few uh, segments. Well, that could be an interesting... Uh, that sounds like a rabbit hole. Oh, it is. It is. But what the hell else do we have to do right now, guys? 
right? That's that's pretty limited. Of like, how many hours a day are you going to spend staring at the TV or sleeping or not going outside or talking to people? Right. So Ken, how have you uh, been handling your quarantine-ish? Well, my my quarantine hasn't actually been too extreme. I I have to go to the office once a week. Uh, I was at the office uh, two and a half days last week. Uh, I go in as needed. Uh, I also, I, but during the day, um, and, I, and I'll tell you guys, uh, the, the, the key to sex, successful telecommuting is to put yourself on a schedule. Right. I, sit, I sit down at my desk at right. 9 o'clock. I work until 12. I take an hour for lunch. Um, I, from 1 to 3, I work. And then I take an hour and a half reading break in the afternoon. And then I come back and I work 4.30 to 6.30. I'm, I'm doing, you know, about seven and a half hours a day of work work. Um, and other than that, it's just, you know, getting away, shutting down, being able to enjoy other parts of my house that aren't this office. All right. Mr. Jonathan, how is your quarantine going, sir? Uh, it's going good, honestly. Um, we worked in the backyard one day. We had a bonfire, did some burning of some brush. Not a, no, did hold you on. some books? We didn't, we didn't have a bonfire. I went and we found a metal pot in the shed. We burned everything in that. Because right now we also have a no burn order. So we did that. Um, lots of movies. Um, a secret project that me, Pete, and Dana have been working on. I've probably put in about 300 pages of research into nice <clears throat> um lots of online grocery shopping like more than normal as is your way um and then yesterday my our little local market closed their doors until this is over as well so now we are that's online fun. only like that's it I don't know where else to go. I've squared yeah. myself into the internet ways of ordering my groceries. That I don't know what a real store is anymore. Uh, see, you lost that. You lost that skill. But but it makes it makes sense for you because of who you have in your house and who you have to protect. So. Right. So we've actually only been going out uh, once every five days, if we do go that's out. That's about. That's about us. Too. Well, no, because we've been going out every day running. So the ironic thing about this is since I haven't been, this is, this is the longest I've not had anywhere to be in over 10 years. And the, the irony of this right. is I've been going, um, my girlfriend and I have been going and running every single day. So I like feel healthier <laughs> than I've been during this pandemic in years. Um, just from just going out and being outside and, going on long walks and, and running because, I mean, where I live, there's a bevy of trails and lakes um, for us to enjoy, and there's not a lot of people out. So we've been doing that, working on projects. I've been getting into Mr. Robot. I've been watching that show. It's kind of sweet. That's a good show. It is. About it. I only yeah, watched the first season, though, I think. Yeah, yeah, we're working through the first season now, and then I've been watching a lot of MASH, because I have all the MASH um, shows, and uh, we've been working through the Marvel movies. Yeah, the Marvel movies in order that they're supposed to be watched, so we're up to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 
Right on. I've also been spending some time on Reddit more than normal. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, they have a mega thread for the COVID stuff, so I'm getting to read other people's experiences of what they're experiencing with the stories going on in their countries. That was one really interesting thing I saw on Facebook. Only a couple of comments, but it would be interesting to know more of what this looks like from the outside. And then also to see how people how people are seeing what's going on with us and how they're reacting to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's actually really telling to be honest. Yeah. I mean, are there comments out there that just the U S is killing it? We are just a number one running this thing. I have I not have seen not a single seen one. one. I have not uh, seen a no. single one. Yeah. Nope. I mean, you'd think there's gotta be somebody out there with the same twisted views or is it seriously only 30% of America and nobody else in the world is stupid enough to believe these people are telling the truth. I think that's pretty much what's going on. Um, I think the the American system is unique in that, uh, you know, the individual states are supposed to do most of the governing wall to wall. So the so the gov- so the federal government doesn't impose like the national lockdowns and stuff like that that you see in other countries. And part of that has to do with. Um, the way that uh, the Constitution set up the country, and a lot of it has to do with the way that um, certain people within the government view the government's role. And there's a number of factors that play into it. But basically, every 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 everything that I've seen internationally, um, and I've been reading a lot of a lot of online news from uh, from the UK, from France. Um, everybody just thinks that we're. Uh. I wish they were wrong. At least it Me still too. seems okay around here, even though Genesee County has turned into one of the worst spots, and actually Grand Blank, where I live, is one of the worst spots in the county. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, I saw that map. Yeah, I was, I was surprised at that, honestly. Well, probably because it's a bunch of like entitled white assholes who maybe travel more and ignore things more support Trump so, more. So the, so the same so the same reason you get all the rapists. Um, <sighs> yeah. Well, get, I uh, actually had a thought that it was probably because there's a lot of doctors and medical personnel that live in Grand Blanc. That is true, too. Well, yeah, plus, you know, uh, Ascension Genesis is there, so of course if somebody gets sick, that's where they're going to go. That's true. Right. Yeah, it would be... Somewhere there's a statistician who is so excited to run through all the numbers when this thing is done. And they're going to have just the neatest models of the whole world. I'd say they're not, uh, they're, they're not wasting any time, you know, we're starting, we're, as we're starting to get the, uh, the data coming in. Because, you know, you talk about Grand Blank being, uh, you know, kind of a, a hot spot within Genesee County. But this is, um, th- we're, they're seeing the evidence that this is disproportionately affecting people of color and minorities. Which is shocking, considering that you live in the Great White. Right. So, but yeah, like the yeah the the statisticians are already like jumping for joy as to as far as all the data that's coming out that's starting to come out now that we're uh, actually getting more comprehensive testing and stuff and stuff underway. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, you better watch that. Yeah. Nope. Social distancing, Dana. 
Yeah, the good thing we're not together. It's yeah. just so hard to get yeah. to the mute on Discord. It's super clunky. You have to... It's so... Mine's on push to talk. Yeah. All right, Jonathan. So uh, what's on our list today besides uh, COVID, or is it just COVID? Oh, I figured we'd talk about this for a little while. I do have some stuff that we were going to talk about from before. I was actually just trying to pull that list up right now. Alright, well, what's that article that you were uh, looking at, Ken? Yeah, let's let's go into that. Ken, you want yeah, to start there was on a, that Reddit? There was, there was a post on Reddit. Oh, is this uh, the post I shared? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that, that this whole, the whole uh, pandemic coronavirus response is uh, basically just funneling money to Jared Kushner's uh, three-week-old shell company for massive profite- profiteering purposes. And... Yeah. Um, surprises someone, apparently. Well, there's, there, there, I, in my review of uh, of what they were talking about, quite a bit of difference between what has happened and what they're saying has happened, and what has actually happened, and what's possible could happen. Um, and basically, it's a seven step um, seven step theory, and it, it does make a lot of sense. Uh, step one, eliminate oversight uh, of the spending of the nearly trillion dollars in uh, of our tax dollars, uh, followed by acquire, uh, acquire the authority to command which businesses get contracts, uh, have trusted people stand up companies through which the money can be funneled. Uh, step four, have the federal government uh, sell at a reduced price its strategic stockpile to new companies run by your friends. Uh, five, have the states bid on supplies. Six, have the federal government spend taxpayer dollars to ship supplies purchased from China to these brand new companies. And seven, eliminate the competition, attack a company that doesn't play ball. Step eight, profit. Has any of this actually happened, or is it just, just another conspiracy? Thing? Well, let's, no, let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit. Uh, first, uh, step one, eliminate oversight of spending nearly a trillion dollars of tax money. Uh, within this, uh, this new trillion dollar, uh, coronavirus stimulus, uh, bill, uh, Trump's been, uh, using the coronavirus bailout, uh, to keep his long running battle against congressional oversight, potentially laying the groundwork for yet another showdown with Congress. So basically this is a part that hasn't really happened yet, but it, we, we could see playing out probably in the courts over the, over some of the next period of, uh, of months. Um, Congress posts, uh, one of the things that delayed the, uh, the, the passage of the bill, as we all recall, is uh, Democratic concerns about the corporate slush fund, in quotation marks, right. uh, that, that, that was being set up. Now, they... There was some movement on that, but not really enough to uh, to kind of uh, put the put the necessary uh, controls on it that they wanted. Um, and there are several constitutional concerns to the president's ability to direct and control the executive branch. Uh, oversight provisions were included at the behest of Democratic negotiators to help win the party's support. Uh, this is, you know, again about the trust fund. However, when, when, when Trump signed the bill, uh, he issued a, sh- a signing statement to go along with it to kind of give us a little bit of insight as to what direction he's thinking about going. Uh, and quoting now, I don't understand, uh, I do not understand and my administration will not treat this provision as permitting the inspector general uh, for the pandemic recovery to issue reports to Congress without presidential supervision. 
uh, required by the Constitution, Trump said in the signing statement, these provisions are impermissible forms of congressional aggrandizement with respect to the execution of the laws. You can tell that Trump didn't actually write this himself. No. <laughs> right. uh, he like added that another section uh, requiring some officials to obtain permission from congressional committees before spending. Trump said the administration would notify committees of their plans, but would, but would quote, not treat spending decisions as dependent on prior consultation with or the approval of congressional committees, end quote. So uh, they can spend it almost at will? That's the idea. Uh, the, the, there's an inspector general who's supposed to oversee this kind of stuff and, and, and act as a check against it. What Trump's saying is he's not going to uh, deal with the inspector general. He doesn't think it's, there should be one. Uh, and the inspector general, uh, the effectiveness of an inspector general, and I'll, and I'll, I'll talk about a little bit more uh, in a second here, really relies on their, on their ability to communicate with Congress. But as Trump said in the signing statement, uh, let's see. Would not allow the inspector general to report to issue reports to Congress without the presidential supervision. Uh, so this is a piece of legal theory that we've heard from conservatives for some time. Uh, that basically, the president needs to have control over every, every single thing that happens in the executive branch. Uh, it's that it's it's again if you uh, if you're from, if you're a student of. Uh, of constitutional law, uh, Bill Barr, the Attorney General, and Anton Scalia, the late uh, Supreme Court Justice, talk about the, uni the, the unitary executive theory. Uh, this is what it boils down to. Anything that the president deems as being necessary is exempt from congressional oversight. Uh, the coronavirus uh, stimulus lifted much of the oversight language from the banking bailout from 2018 uh, that was uh, written in response to the financial crisis. Everybody remembers the TARP program that uh, ultimately right. reversed $400 plus billion. Uh, unlike Trump, former uh, President George W. Bush signed the bill into law without objecting to the uh, reporting requirements uh, for the funds inspector general. Because there's got to be checks. Right. And any sensible politician, uh, as much as I hate to, to, to apply that term to W. Yeah. Bush, knows that. Crazy. So the power of the inspector general is largely derived from their ability to communicate directly with Congress, because if all they can do uh, is, uh, is tell the head of the agency that when there's bad news and then it stops there, then there's very little likelihood or incentive for any problems to be addressed. Uh, That's the point. Right. After railing against a massive corporate slush fund uh, during negotiations, uh, Democrats ultimately supported the bill uh, after the Republicans, led by uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, agreed to demands uh, that the fund be policed by a number of oversight bodies. Good. So what's going to happen is they're going to spend the money in some sketchy-ass way, as we know they're going to. Well, they're going to do that anyways, yeah. Uh, there's going to be another congressional investigation. Trump's going to say it's a witch hunt. We're just going to have to – we're going to be repeating this whole friggin' uh, Ukraine call investigation impeachment bullshit all over again, which is a complete waste of time in my opinion. Um, but that's I, – I, basically that's where step one is, is, is kind of leading us to. Right. So all things that are entirely possible, currently in the works and completely on brand for this administration. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, no, like no step number two. 
the step number two, we acquire the authority to command which businesses get which contracts. That's via the use of the, uh, of the Defense Production Act. I'm sure you guys have been hearing about that lately. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump has invoked the act, but he's not actually used it for anything, with the exception of demanding that General Motors pr produce ventilators. Oh, by the way, they actually did. I, I heard from NPR today that they produced a certain amount of ventilators and are selling them to the government for half a billion dollars. Yeah. So GM just made $500 million roughly off of this with their ventilator production. And then uh, oh, I, I saw guess that, that works, Ford, right? It was Ford and Fiat Chrysler are also going to be manufacturing. What I find, I, I find it impressive that they've been able to uh, pull that off uh, in such a short period of time. Honestly, yes. I mean, I'll, I'll give it to General Motors. I mean, they can do some stuff. When they put, yeah. when they know there's profit in it, and to, when they can put their minds to it, yeah, they can get stuff done. That's not yeah. going to stop them from laying anybody off. Oh no, no. Um, in fact, um, I, I remember again. Uh, uh, NPR, there was a they, they had a conversation and the, the, they were talking about the biggest concern being skilled labor to produce the the masks because it's a completely different animal than you know somebody working on a, an assembly line for for uh, for an automobile, right? Um, so that was going to be the biggest dearth of uh, production capacity was going to be the fact that they didn't have skilled labor to actually produce these things. So step three. Have trusted people stand up companies which uh, through which the money can be funneled. Uh, there's a three-week-old uh, company funded through a loan approved via the coronavirus stimulus bill that's now at the, me the center of uh, medical supply distribution. That seems awfully shady. Yeah. Um, like really well, shady. Republican Mike uh, fundraiser Mike Gula, uh, and I don't care if I'm saying his name right or not, but that's, that's what we're going to call him, Gula. Good. Google. Uh, said, said uh, quote, I don't want to overstate, but we're possibly, we, pro we probably represent the largest global supply chain of COVID-19 supplies right now. Uh, we're getting ready to fill 100 million unit mask orders, unquote. And uh, a substantial markup, I'm sure. Writing uh, in an email uh, to uh, Republican uh funders who he's worked with uh, previously uh, and was obtained by Politico. He says, over the past 14 days, I've built another business outside politics and will be focusing my full attention there. Uh, he didn't specify what his new line of work is in the email, but in an interview, he said that he has started a new company selling medical equipment that's been in short supply during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, the company Blue Flame Medical LLC was formed Monday uh, in Delaware. Uh, according to state records, the website says it's coronavirus texting kits and 95 respirator masks uh, and a wide selection of personal protective equipment, other hard-to-find medical supplies uh, to beat the outbreak. Asked how he managed to procure such equipment uh, when there are shortages in hospitals across the country, Gula said, quote, I have relationships with a lot of people, unquote. So basically he wanted to get rich off of this because he's a terrible human being and instead of talking totally. to people and getting them to the places getting the supplies to places that need them he wants to profit off it so he's going to hoard it jack up the price and sell it because he's a piece of shit is that what i'm hearing pretty much yeah yeah so yeah. this guy to me is way worse than hand hand sanitizer guy that we talked about last time Oh yeah, hand sanitizer no, this, guy yeah, is this, just this, normal this, guy, this this guy's uh this guy's hand sanitizer guy with like a uh, hundred million dollars in the bank. 
I'd almost say hand sanitizer guy is now a saint compared to this guy. I would, I don't know if I'd go that far, but they're definitely like they could they could definitely give each other handies in the bathroom or something like that because they're right right they're both right there on that same level. Yeah, well, the most disgusting thing about this is if the guy already has a hundred million dollars, he doesn't need any more money. He's just being a dick. So uh, he said he decided to trade in funding uh, fundraising to sell medical supplies, quote because nobody's doing it. Uh, because the president and the vice president were asking people to help, unquote. Uh, Gula has two other firms, Prime Advocacy, which uh, organizes Washington fly-ins for industry groups and others who are looking to lobby uh, for whatever their particular interests uh, are, and AMP, not to be confused with the old ANP. Uh, AMP, which is uh, which we started last month to provide services for uh, political action committees. So he said he started Blue Flame in part because he wanted to leave behind the pressures of political life. I just want to have a private life, he says. Uh, I want to get out of politics. I want a, an island to... Because there isn't enough money to be made in it. My other favorite quote was when he was... Um, it's just relationship-based. I can't say anything else. Yeah, so again, it's all about who you know. So in this situation, what he's doing is he's using he's exploiting his Republican connection because he's been fundraising for them for years to make sure that he's guaranteed contracts where he buys the stuff that the government is procuring from from elsewhere in the world. And I'm going to get to that in a second, too, um, and bring it into the United States. So he's going to they're going to sell it to him at a discount and he's going to jack it up and make everybody else bid over it, get into a bidding war because they need it so bad. This is shameless profiteering, and that's the only reason he's he's ditching his lucrative uh, fundraising lifestyle for this. Right. Hey, Danan, can you say something? I, I tried saying it, but I didn't hear you very well. Say, say what? Yeah, we've lost you. I can, is everybody hang, uh, hearing Danan okay? I was hearing him. Cut, he was cutting out a little bit there. Danan, you're a little quiet now. Your mic might be moved away from your mouth. Is that any better? A little. Anyway, anyways, Ken, um, go ahead where you were. Uh, sir, all right. Uh, so step four, have the federal government sell at a reduced price its strategic stockpile to new companies run by your buddies. Um, basically, what this, uh, what this boils down to is uh, a claim that they don't want to, quote unquote, disrupt the existing supply chain. Uh, with FEMA, with FEMA operations like like hurricanes uh, or um, natural disasters and things like that, where FEMA gets on the ground and they use existing uh, government agencies uh, for procurement, uh, specifically the General Services Administration uh, and the Defense Logistics Agency. Now, the GSA is responsible for uh, all purchasing uh, for the federal government um, through, throughout all departments. Um, everything that anything that involved with the federal government buying something, the General Service Administration uh, actually takes care of that for them. Uh, with the exception of the Defense Department, the Defense Logistics Agency within the Pentagon uh, actually oversees that. And in times of like, for example, Hurricane Katrina, both of these uh, method, procurement methods were used to uh, obtain uh, the supplies and things like that that they were giving out and the temporary shelters and all of that stuff. They, 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 they send out what's called an RFP. And I've had a little bit of experience with this recently since uh, some of the accounting work I do is for a, a school and we're required to, to do RFPs. Uh, and you, you basically, you publish a uh, request for proposal 
stating what you need, what the requirements, what the specifications are, and you put it out there, and then you, anybody in the world is able to bid on it. And usually, the way it works is you go with the lowest, lo the lowest bidder. Right. Um, but the government has decided uh, at this point to to completely bypass that entire uh, situation, and their claim is that. They don't want to disrupt the existing supply chains because the private companies that already exist and the new ones are setting up are the ones who have the hundreds of millions of square foot of warehouse space and the trucks to deliver right to the hospital door, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the problem is that it's complete and utter bullshit. The United right. States Department of Defense is the most efficient logistical operation in the history of mankind when it needs to be. Right, and so they can just give to whoever they want. There's no oversight there. So the reason why people get proposals is that so you can't just give it to your buddy Joe for a high markup. Exactly. Um, everybody, everybody's familiar so you with can. the concept of the the, the, the infamous no-bid contract. We're just going to give it to you. We're going to let you do this. We're not going to worry about it. That's what they're doing here, exactly, exactly to your point. Yeah, total winners. So uh, step five, have the states bid on supplies, driving up the price. Now, we all, of course, remember Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo of New York's famous bidding on eBay quote. Right. Where, you know, you've got a supplier on the phone and you're trying to, you know, buy masks or whatever. And then they come back and say, hey, well, California just outbid you. That's exactly what's going on here, because rather than do that through the government, again, the National Strategic Stockpile, which should be administered by someone uh, like FEMA or the GSA or something like that is being completely disregarded and it's going through private companies. So the private companies can just jack those prices up and they're, and it's the exact opposite of an RFP rather than the lowest, the, the go with the lowest price as a, as a private individual running a company for profit, you're going to go with whoever bids the most money. Right. And, um, that's, you can't pull out of this and you can't get the supplies to people need them with capitalism. And that's what's happening here. Because right. what happens, yeah, because what happens if Flint needs it and Flint can't afford it, you know, and people die, this kills people. So, but that's the American way. Well, the American way needs to change. Like I said earlier in the last COVID podcast we did, uh, we have to learn from this. And the sad part is, is I don't think we have the leadership in place to do so. Well, you hit the nail on the head right there, my friend. Can I have leadership in place to do this? Well, you have to have somebody that actually, you know, thinks outside of the box of capitalism. And, and... Well, as of today, our two choices are Joe Biden... Nope. I think we lost them. Capitalism losing that battle? Strong possibility, I think. Are we all still here? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, you guys were cutting out at me there for a second. I was wondering if I needed to jump out and jump. Yeah, you might need to jump out and jump back in. All right, so I'll move on to number six while he's doing that. Uh, have the federal government spend taxpayer dollars to ship supplies purchased from China to these newly established private companies. 
A plane load of healthcare supplies arrived in New York City last Sunday uh, from China. And uh, part of an effort for the exercise, the, the, the White House says we'll expedite the arrival of so, goods badly needed fight in the coronavirus pandemic. Pete's computer shut down on him, so he's going to be a minute. Come back. Uh, according to the Trump administration, <clears throat> Sunday's arrival was the first of approximately 20 flights uh, through early April for the public-private partnership that's called Project Airbridge. Mm-hmm. Why, again, do we only have supplies? For healthcare in China, because China makes everything now, right? Doesn't that seem like a except bad thing? babies? <laughs> so China's shipment included 130,000 N95 masks and nearly 1.8 million other face masks and gowns, and more than 10.3 million gloves, uh, and more than 70,000 thermometers. According to a White House statement, a handful of American healthcare distributors purchased the supplies, and the and the Federal Emergency uh, Management Agency paid for the Shanghai to New York flight. So not In only end, China wins. See, here we go. You don't want to disrupt the the normal supply chain, but here, but you've sent a plane over to China to establish a completely new supply chain. Mm-hmm. To fly back here that we're paying for, so you can sell that stuff to, to to a private company, right? So that you can you can sell that stuff to your friend's private company at a profit, and then when he sells it to the other person, you make a profit. It, yeah, it's pretty obvious. I don't understand why it's hard for people to not see what's going on. Like it's it's very James <laughs> Bond supervillain. It's very open by the numbers. You follow the people, and it's clear what's going on. And I don't know why it seems like it's a mystery. It's super weird. People don't pay attention whatsoever to that stuff. It goes back to what we talked about um, with in episode 60, proper 62, which will be posted later this week. Um, we were talking about where people are hardwired to be that way. Right. Also, not a bad band name. Proper 62. Proper 62. Yeah. So, uh, in a statement, uh, White House advisor Jared Kushner, everyone's favorite drone, uh, said yeah, in a quote, "Moron robot, Jared Kushner." Jared Kushner that, at, that President, at President Trump's direction, we formed an unprecedented public-private partnership to ensure that massive amounts of masks and gear and other personal protective equipment will be brought to the United States immediately to better equip healthcare workers on the front lines and to better serve the American people. Unquote. At no cost. At, at no cost. At, at no, no was it the company buying them from from yeah, market? Right. How do they say something like that? That is a calculated lie by omission of what they are doing, and everyone's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm, that makes total sense." Right. By by the, at this point in the calendar, anybody who reads public-private partnerships should just understand that to mean we're trading human lives for for money. Hey yeah. guys, I'm back. That's, Can you hear me? Welcome. Oh, yeah. Hey, Pete's back. <laughs> yeah, it may or may not happen again. Okay, so Pete made it back in time for our final step. Right. But we should be thankful for Jared Kushner just to have shared his stockpile of supplies, right? Right. Like, apparently the federal government now exists as an entity outside of the United States. Oh, good. That's... Because it's and... Because if you have a stockpile... It exists for the use of those states which are united. No, no, no. It's it's personal property of the president. Obviously, falls under, yeah. 
under the White House, you know, ownership brand. Yep. It's personal yes. property of the president if you're a fascist. Which let's be well, honest. Welcome to America, there, Pete. You, <laughs> you mean Trump Enterprise? In the last couple yeah. of months, but I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore that you the the notion that you're coming a little late to the party and embrace the idea that you showed up at all. So number seven, eliminate the competition. Attack any company that doesn't play ball. According to the Financial Times of London, the company that resi- a company that resisted on the grounds of that doing so would deprive medical workers in Asia of protection. Quoted uh, a source with direct knowledge of the matter, the company, uh, the masks uh, in question are produced by 3M's hub in Singapore and are exported to countries in Asia. On April 3rd, Trump put out a, the following statement on social media uh, that the company invoked the Defense Production Act. We hit 3M hard today after seeing what they were doing with their masks. Uh, Production Act all the way. Big surprise to many governments as they, as to what they were doing we'll all have a big price to pay. Yep, so there you go. That's what yep, the Under the Act, is. an American company must sell its products to the United States government upon request. Oh, really? Yes. This government, this, this Act has existed since 1950, during the time of the Korean War, uh, and it directs American-based companies to really? uh, sell their products at uh, to the government at a price the government sets. Wow, that's the Korean War, that is way late in the game. That is definitely... Republican Party has always been thinking to the future. I will give them that. They don't care about the American people, but they have always thought about the future of money. Oh, they... And to put they, that in place... They play the we long game. We were not game. scrambling for tanks in Korea. We weren't desperate for materials. That was, that was after Pearl Harbor. That was way late to the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to so, be fun for historians to go through all this and be like, yep, there's the pretty clear trail of breadcrumbs of why America died. I sold Maybe it we'll just be assimilated it. into Canada. <laughs> we wouldn't be so lucky. We're going to be sold off at best to the drug cartels in Mexico. I was going to say. Oh, that's still kind of better, though, isn't it? We all moved to no. Canada. You know what would happen if we moved to Canada? We would just... Everybody would move to Ontario. We rebel against the crown again, and then just start the whole friggin' thing over. Except no, no, except no. As soon as that would happen, I'd shoot them. I would shoot them. And I've I've said this numerous times. You could not found the United States of America again. No. Because nobody, there aren't enough people in power at this point, who would actually set up the set the country up the way it needs to be set up. What if well, we did it yeah. within our 20 square miles where that all of us are in right here? All right. And get back to talking about Look, secession I got, from the union. I got, I got no problem whatsoever with farming the People's Republic of Pennsylvania, but other people are going to have a problem with it. Oh, and that's right. when we put on our studded leather, hop on our modded uh, cars and motorcycles, and we go over there and we kill them all. So, guys, did you know that uh, actually for a time back uh, during the Detroit's bankruptcy, uh, a group of investors wanted to buy Belle Isle for a billion dollars? A billion dollars. And do what with it? A billion dollars. And the reason they wanted to do it is they were going to form a a separate republic. They were going to secede from the Union and form a city-state a la Singapore on Belle Isle. Nice. 
Well, that didn't work, did it? No, but it'd be kind of friggin' great if it did. Right? <laughs> right, except for it's been, it'll be the home of billionaires. And I have a debate. question. I have Go a ahead. rabbit hole question. Oh, great. Okay. This is a good one. So say we went to Italy. Wherever I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, Italy. And I I bring back 10 sacks of sand. And I pour it in my driveway. And I stand on top of it. Can I say I'm in international territory then? No. Well, you'd have to claim at best you're in Italy. Exactly. Is that feasible? As no. you stand on Italian Because that's, that's not how it works. I say yeah, it should. You to claim a patch of land that you... St yeah, like if you take sod from, from Mexico, you can't put it in your yard and say you're in Mexico now. Well, technically you are, though. You're just no, you're standing not. on Mexican sod. You're, 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 you're in America standing on foreign grass. It's not a set. It's not. It's not part of a separate sovereign country. But because technically, Mexico, do with the dirt Mexico's, or the people. Not gonna Mexico's not going to re recognize that as sovereign territory of theirs. The imaginary the United States is going to recognize that. You don't have a status of forces agreement. You don't have diplomatic immunity. You have no formal relation. But technically, because nothing actually ever pile of sand. Because technically, nothing ever touches anything else. There's always a small barrier between it. You technically would be still standing right, on top of. I mean, right now technically we're mm -mm. technically we're not standing on top of anything when we're standing here right now. What? Yeah, we're stacking. We're standing on Native American land. Well, if you right. in, in, in in the vein of Jonathan's, as long as you're inside your house, you're not in America. I own this house. Right. right. The tiles came from. Well, China. eminent domain says you don't. Mexican soil. <laughs> but it's Mexican soil, so that we'll start the next great Mexican American war over my sand. Man, would it be I great though? I'd love to see them show up to help you. Well, it's MAGA, so it's gotta be great, Pete. Good luck with that. Mexican Walls army mobilizes to help lunatic in Michigan. Trump Trump their soil. See, it would still be Magna. It would be the Mexican-American Great Aggression. <sighs> I just got a big eye roll next to me. I gave you one over here, too. I felt it. I, I think you did. Uh-oh, oh. there's Ken. <laughs> Ken's showing us one. All right, so I got something for you. All right, what do you got? So the UFC is, wants to buy a private island to continue holding fights amid the uh, coronavirus crisis. They're completely shameless. Seriously. Well, they sell, like, violence. What do you think they were going to do? They do sell violence. Has anybody actually ever watched a UFC event? Because I really didn't. It feels like two monkeys going at it to me, but... I have before, like at, when if I was at the bar or something and they were on, but I've never gone out of my way. I've never gone out of my way or ordered it on my own to watch it. Right. I now, mean, wrestling. they deal in people. That's what they do. I mean, they oh, deal right, right. in close contact. You know, they're, they're completely shameless. 
as an organization. Those kind of people are the reason why this is going to be prolonged. I think we lost Danon. Oh, he's back. Those on the uh, spring breakers from uh, Florida. You see that uh, graphic? Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, look at all the people in Florida. And then they all went home. And this right. is all the places they went. Here we are. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Florida. Always kicking it up a notch. Always showing us why you're it's the, the best thing best ever, right? The worst. Just, just selfish people. And maddening. it's maddening. And the, the thing is, like, maybe it is a little bit overblown. Maybe it is. Um, we don't know. But the, the, the point about all this is to make sure it doesn't get crazy. Right. Well, so our reaction though, is, is it's supposed to look like it was overblown. If I it looked like topic. absolute failure, it would have been an absolute failure. Like, there would just be disease everywhere. If you're home and healthy, great grand is working like quit right. being that's, mad that you're home and healthy that's what i'm saying you know totally it, missing the point of this thing yeah and the people that it. are there there's these people are selfish they're selfish and they can't control themselves again we're back to i can't control myself and i'm selfish what's your take on everybody who keeps saying that this that they had this back in early november and they're u.s citizens i don't i don't think they i don't think they did I mean, it's entirely possible that they did. I mean, really, the, the possibility is out there, but I don't think so. Because you would have had, you would have had somebody die in November from this, or January. Right. right. Yeah. All the you stories had are. I had this in November, and I totally got over it without any problem. Right. I mean, I've had, had China for a year. I've had it from multiple people that have posted on Facebook that they had it back in November. No, you had a bad cold and, the, and maybe the flu. Right. There was, was a something. weird something, though. My daughter got sick for, like, one weekend. Just super high fever for two days, uh, and then, like, a low-grade fever for three days afterwards. Like, didn't get well, sick. No I did that problem. back in, Just like, end of August. Uh, well, how, see, how long... There was, yeah, Danny was sick for a around. month. Yeah, but right. but the thing about this, the, the main component of this is that you can't breathe. Sure, it comes with a fever, but you also can't breathe, and that's what's killing people. So did, right. did your daughter feel like at any point that she couldn't breathe, or did she just have a fever? No, she was fine. It, it wasn't breathing. It was just a fever. But that's more what I'm thinking is that we're kind of getting tunnel vision on this thing, forgetting right. that there are other diseases out there. Right. I mean, especially staying home, I'm sure everybody feels that, like, every time you sneeze or cough, if you've got allergies, God forbid, like, you'd think you're dying every other day in this right now. Uh, but there are other things. Just because this one is out and we're facing it and looking at it and home avoiding it doesn't mean that there isn't another one right now starting to spread from somewhere else right and again this goes to my whole thing of we have to learn from this for the next one but we won't mm -hmm. because our leadership is incompetent oh, God. and i'm not just saying one person i'm saying all leadership 
Yeah, because we're going to win the war on COVID-19, and that'll be it. We'll have defeated viruses. <laughs> you know what can defeat viruses? Science and vaccines. Um, no, the United, the United States uh, government? Be. The Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some oh, people think that my too, God. Well, he comes back Those this weekend. People. I am sorry, but I have seen a couple of headlines of pastors who got what they deserved. They're just... I my mean, favorite was the guy whose uh, landlord changed the locks on the church. Oh, really? Because they wouldn't stop going? Yeah, they wouldn't stop going in until oh. the landlord came and changed the locks. Good for that about, guy. Yeah, what about the douchebag that reopened Liberty University and then like a lot of his students got sick? Oh, he's my hero. When is he culpable? Like, how is he not culpable for something criminal? Seriously, it's a negligent homicide? Well, God told him oh. to do it. That's not that that shouldn't hold That's, up in court. Yeah. You know what they call those people if they if if a murderer goes to court and says God made me do it, you know what they call him? Crazy. Yeah. And they send him sure. to the ward. That's exactly what happens. So frustrating. Nope, Dan, cutting out again. Have to yeah, reboot. We lost. So, we lost. <clears throat> uh, let's take this moment and go ahead and take a break, and let's All regroup. Right. I have a couple other things that we can talk about uh, that are not Good. this topic. Um, Ken right. has some artifacts that conspiracies. We're pretty much right at the halfway point of the episode, anyways. So this is a good spot, I feel. So nice. uh, we're gonna take a short break, guys, and we'll be back in a little bit. Hello. 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 All right, welcome back, everybody, to we're back our quarantined back. episode of the Vlix Podcast. Coming to you from various points throughout the greater Flint metropolitan area. Yeah, we pretty much have every city covered that's important. <laughs> are you dumb city? <laughs> we're all different. We're all different cities. So <laughs> yeah, but are you Burton or are you Geneseeville? Like you're I'm so Genesee. close. I'm right. actually oh. All right, so you you're Genesee. The... I'm in yes. Burton. Ken's in Flint, yep. and For Dana's in Grand Blake. Listening, these are all like the richest spots in all of Michigan. All the best things happen in the Geneseeville. Yep. Uh, Burtucky is not rich. <laughs> it's no, called no. Burtucky. It has a festival, Burtucky Days. They've embraced it. <laughs> we have embraced it, but we hate it too. Well, yeah, but I also do? hate that festival. I hate that festival because it shuts down our roads around my house. <laughs> I don't does. think I don't think anybody could stand in my backyard and and, and guess that you li- that, that I live in Flint. That's true. That is true for you. No, that yeah. is very true for you, Ken. Not that I care. I tell everybody I live in Flint. I love this place. I'm not that Flint's a bad area. Flint's a good city. Be. It's going to be even more affordable soon. Well, yeah, everyone's going to die. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ken, I think you have some artifacts for us, sir. Oh, my God, guys. This where is can like we the find cool- them? It's the coolest list of all time. I'll tell you where you can find them, Dan. You can find them in the Vatican. All the best stuff in the Vatican. All the That's best stuff in the Vatican. 
Hundreds all, upon hundreds of millions of dollars. All the best yes. stuff. Not to mention some of the cool shit I'm going to tell you guys about here, starting right now. All right. Number 20. 20. Number 20. The letter that started the Protestant Reformation. Ooh. Is that the Vatican? Is that the Vatican? Supposedly a stash in the Vatican archive. Theology professor Martin Luther did not agree with the way the Catholic Church promised uh, its followers that they could ascend to heaven back in the 16th century. You see, Catholics were told to purchase plenary indulgences in order to reduce the punishments that they and their loved ones would receive for their sins. Oh, it's Scientology. Yeah. Right? Wait a minute. Is this, yeah, is this, the note, is this the note that he nailed to the door? This is the, yeah, and in 1517, Luther penned the 95 Theses uh, in his, his disputation of everything that the church had in his eyes done wrongly uh, and presented to his disciples. By sharing them, uh, Luther inadvertently began the Protestant Reformation. Nice. Although, he still, although considered, he still considered himself a member of the Catholic Church, yet the letter is now encapsulated within the Vatican vaults, uh, and then Pope Leo X uh, responded to the Germans' complaints with excommunication, as is their way. As is uh, their way. That's what they do. What? You don't like what I'm doing? Get out of here. This, uh, th they this say it like that too. opened up Luther to start his yeah, own religion. Yeah. <clears throat> Known as Lutherism, Lutheranism, or as I like to call it, Catholic light. Catholicism light, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, which is not to be confused with, uh, with uh, Episcopalianism, which is, uh, like Catholicism zero sugar. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I like these. I like these. Also, get out of here. That should they should just say it to everybody. That that means excommunication. Forget about it. <laughs> get your, get out of here. Get your letter, and all it says is get out of here. Get out of here. Excommunicado. You're fired. <laughs> uh, number nineteen, a potential link between Pope Pius the Twelfth and the, and the Nazis. Yeah, that was a, this was a big thing recently. I think they actually released these papers. Yeah, there was a there was a book uh, a few years ago called The Hitler's Pope. The biography right. of uh, Pius the Twelfth. You guys ever uh, see a picture of Pius the Twelfth? No, but I'll uh, go. Yeah, look. that guy was a Nazi. No. I'll go yeah, look right now. Right. He straight up looks like an and and this is just based on looks. He he looks like a he, German. He he yeah, looks he like could, the German he could medieval be German. Heinrich Himmler. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. He kind of yeah. even resembles the German. The evil Nazi in um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. The one with the glasses whose face melts at the end. Yeah, it's super All ridiculous. the good ones, too. Uh, Brown University historian David, historian David Kurtzer uh, had a chance to explore the Vatican vaults, and while doing so, he was able to confirm some of the information contained within the Catholic uh, Church's storage center based on what Kurtzer said and read, in fact... Uh, he could he could corroborate the claim that Pius XI had asked Italian dictator Benito Mussolini to protect Catholics' uh, interests in the country in exchange. The Pope had promised uh, to turn a blind eye to Mussolini's state-led anti-Semitic campaigns. No. Yes, yes. Pope Pius XII then took over from his predecessor in 1939, uh, and it's possible that they may have had links to the Nazis. Indeed, it's rumored that the head of the Catholic Church had supported Hitler in a similar manner to the way in which Pius XI had uh, vouched for Mussolini. 
Uh, Kurtzer wondered too if the Vatican vault had hidden away the evidence in order to preserve the image of the religious institution. Even so, he also noted that the staff there, as professionals in the field, seemingly treat history without bias. They made right. him say that. All right. Well, number that'd be kind of neat. 18. Number 18. The papal bull that split North America between Portugal and Spain. Oh, now, yeah. everybody, everybody knows that in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue and supposedly discovered the New World. That murder. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we're, we're, I'm obviously in this, in this scenario, we're disregarding the, uh, the work of the heathen uh, Vikings that came here uh, before that, but whatever. Or Amerigo Vespucci. <laughs> Anyways, carry on. Uh, yeah, so the uh, the Catholic Church, because, you know, obviously Spain and Portugal, very, very Catholic countries. Uh, the, the, the Catholicist, uh, you might claim, after uh, after Italy. Uh, so Pope John II, or King, I'm sorry, King John II of Portugal, didn't think that he had calculated the route properly. Nevertheless, the explorer, buoyed by the support of Spain's Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand made it to the New World and back. Go Columbus. Uh, following a successful trip, uh, John II sprung uh, once more into action. In particular, the monarch said that Columbus had violated a treaty. Uh, and he also claimed that Portugal was entitled to some of the land uh, that the adventurer had discovered. Uh, which, for the record, at that point was like half of one island, but whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. So Pope Alexander VI stepped in, uh, putting out a papal bull uh, decree uh, from the Catholic Church, basically, uh, saying that uh, the Pope neatly divvied up the discovered land between the two European countries. So the Pope stepped in and is like, I'll handle this. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I got this. I got this. I tried to do a King Solomon hoping somebody would be just like, no, 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 take it all for yourself. Nope, nope, they, they were, they, they're keeping it. Okay. Uh, number 17, evidence of a predicted apocalypse. Oh, yeah? For sure. Like, Gosh, this when, seems like it, it might be there. Way back in 1917, three young cousins who worked as shepherds in Portugal claimed that they met the Virgin Mary on their countryside jobs. Uh, and while legend has it that Mary entrusted the trio with, with three secrets, one of the clan, Lucio Santos, uh, ultimately revealed only two of these uh, parent messages in 1941. The third, he said, wasn't ready to be shared. Ooh, in, 1940, not ready. in 1943, a bishop demanded that Santa, like in the height of World War II, we've got nothing better to do than this. Uh, in 1943, a bishop demanded that Santos write down the last tidbit. And while the woman complied uh, with this order, she nonetheless implored the church not to open the envelope in which she had sealed her words until 1960. Naturally, rumors have swirled ever since that the third secret could be, some say, <laughs> that, for instance, it could be something to do with a nuclear holocaust or impending natural disasters. Others, meanwhile, believe that Santos' scribbles, were, which are contained within the Vatican Balls, reveal details about the apocalypse. Uh, it also mentioned, probably mentions coronavirus by name. <laughs> it was it was almost like the prophecy Danon got when he saw the Virgin Mary in his soap bubbles the other day. Mm -hmm. Oh, he he's told you about that to, too. Yeah, yeah, he's not allowed to actually tell us what it means until uh, 2022. Uh, I was assuming that we're going to live that way. 
Uh, number 16, Henry VIII's annulment request from his first marriage. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, which of course was denied, you'll recall. Uh, and is, that what caused, is that what caused the split? I forget. That's that's what caused the great schism. Uh, Henry's Henry the Eighth split from the uh, right. from the Catholic Church and founded the Church of England, so they could get divorced. So so far, it sounds like somebody found a box of old letters or something in the attic <laughs> at the Vatican. Pretty and much, this yeah. is what this is what that box looks like. It's kind yeah. of a sweet box, though. They're at the Vatican, I mean, and they I'd were in the part of the building that's called the Attican, and that's where the <laughs> everything was set. Was, yep. so. <laughs> I just put it in the Attican. That's brilliant. Number 15, the chronovisor. Ooh, wait a minute. Is this a this... thing? Like a, a, a like you put on your, your, your head for glasses, like something Jonathan would wear playing poker? Yeah, no, right? no it's not a, that kind of visor. Like the it's, old like, adding it's, machine. Like, it's like an old Viewmaster. Uh, before he died in 1992, Father Pellegrino Ernetti uh, had uh, apparently seen a lot. Rather unusually, the monk claimed that not only had to have caught a glimpse of the Roman Senator Cicero uh, delivering a speech in 63 BC, but also uh, Jesus' Last Supper and the oration of Napoleon. According to Renetti, he had witnessed all of these pivotal points in history using a device called a chronovisor. So this which is like a... allowed him to look back into the past as though he were watching TV. So it's like a time wait. visor. So you said this was no time travel. This is time travel. So wait, wait, wait. So they can travel no, no. into the past. He's not because... going there. He's watching it on TV as though he were tuning into the agony and the ecstasy. <clears throat> So, like, if it's like a viewfinder, does he have to put in, like, the certain time disc and then hit the little switch and then it moves scenes? Well, why aren't we using this to prove things? Because right. uh, it's not real. <laughs> Ernetti's claim, uh, Ernetti's friend Francois Brunet uh, <laughs> didn't listen when people tried to discredit the chronovisor either. Instead, he claimed that, po that, that both Pope Pius Twelfth once again, and Mussolini deemed oh. the device as a threat to mankind, meaning it was ultimately destroyed. Nevertheless, some wonder if Chronovisor still lies within the Vatican vault. <laughs> That's goofy. And, and Ken, can you say that guy's name for me one more time? Uh, which one? Uh, was it? Well, I think it was Brunet. Francois Brunet? <laughs> there you go. Number yeah, 14. So is that the one thing the they final... didn't agree on, though? Is... Uh... Mussolini and Hitler, is they really had a difference of opinion on religion, and that's why their alliance didn't work out? No, their alliance didn't work out because Mussolini was super incompetent. Yeah, he was a buffoon. A total buffoon. I'm not saying Hitler was great, but Mussolini was basically a, a hot air balloon. Wow. Yeah. Uh, number 14. One of the final messages penned by Mary Queen of Scots. What, what was the final message? Like, I had a piece of toast this morning, and now I'm going to go get a drink of water? No, that's her diary. Yeah, it's her breakfast hard. Instagram. <laughs> well, with the Coronavision visor, we could see her Instagram. Right. Well. Hashtag castles, hashtag splendor. So, uh, yeah, Mary Queen of Scots was imprisoned by Elizabeth I of England. Um and uh, then was true, it was especially true when she found out that Mary was plotting to kill her in 1586. Uh, this is what prompted the whole thing. So she's waiting. She's awaiting execution. 
And then the Scottish Queen reached out to Pope Sixtus V and begged the religious leader to save her life. Wait a minute. And, wait, 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 wait. Pope Sixtus V? Sixtus V. I love it, 100%. <laughs> it's like a math joke. What's the math joke there, though? You would love it, Pete. Yeah. I, I think that's the greatest name ever. Sixtus the Fifth. The blue Sixtus the Fifth is great. Okay, right, carry on. Sorry. That's also a good band name. Should we uh, add that to Spot Nixon? And as history yes. proves, the adventures of Pope Sixtus the Fifth. Yes. And as history proves, he didn't step in, leaving Mary to die by being beheaded on February eighth, eighteen fifty-seven. Oh. Wah, wah. Well. Wah, 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 wah. He lacked real power in the world and didn't. Notes on Galileo's trial. That. I would love. Yeah, likewise, I would, I would, I would, I would very much like to see this. Yeah, I'd Pete, you're breaking out again. Uh, during Galileo's the Galileo Galilei's uh, lifetime, which spanned from the 16th to 17th centuries, most people believe that the universe was set, uh, centered around the Earth. The Bible seemed to confirm this theory too, through passages that stated that the third planet from the sun would never move. But over uh, the Italian-born astronomer thought differently uh, and postulated the theory of the heliocentric solar system. Galileo was put under house arrest and put on trial. Uh, while the Senate denied any wrongdoing, he nonetheless, never, he nonetheless ended up on house arrest for the rest of his life. Uh, while, the court, while the court also ruled that his teachings were of heliocentrism no longer be shared. Interestingly, though, the Vatican vaults do contain uh, some notes taken at Galileo's trial in 1633. I, that, that's the, that, so far, that's the one I'm most interested in. And that's also the one that's... I mean, You're not interested in the chronovisor? Well, no, because it's not real. I don't believe the chronovisor is real. I uh, nor do I believe that uh, number 12, the alien skulls are real. What? Wait, wait, go back to... Uh, is this actual number 12? This is number 12. Alien from skull. Indiana Jones? Uh, Catholics don't seem to have strong opinions about the idea that life exists on other planets. In fact, many accept the notion that as they believe in God has already shown himself to be endlessly creative and uh, perhaps the ingenuity wasn't uh, saved solely for Earth. Again, the Vatican vaults uh, may have some further proof that the universe does indeed include aliens. Yes, some claim that the Catholic Church has hidden skulls of otherworldly creatures. And, naturally, that type of evidence of extraterrestrial life would probably be more explosive than any UFO sighting. Yeah, I think this is bullshit, too. Yeah, it's like claiming they have a live unicorn in the, <laughs> in, somewhere in the Vatican. I mean, it'd be sweet and all, but yeah, no. Oh. I mean, it's not live anymore. Oh no! There's always one. There, there, there must always be one. There must always. Be one. It's like always. Unicorn Highlander. Yeah, there can be only one. <laughs> there must always be. A, there, there must always be a unicorn in the Vatican. It's like a Stark in Winterfell. <laughs> uh, number eleven: A letter informing the Pope of the Swedish Queen's conversion. Ooh. That'd be kind of interesting, too. Yeah. Uh, Queen Christina reigned over Sweden from 1632 to 1654, for those of you keeping track. Uh, and uh, her departure from the throne occurred for a number of reasons. For one thing, 
Uh, her over-the-top spending nearly bought the country, <laughs> brought the country into financial ruin. It's oh, reported nice. too that Christina also dedicated, decided to abdicate after choosing to drop her Lutheran faith to be faith to become Catholic. Uh, then, after accepting that she would leave her royal duties behind, Christina revealed this outcome in a letter to the Pope himself. Uh, subsequently, the church, from, uh, the former monarch, moved to from Sweden to Rome, and she remains one of the very few women to be buried in St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City. Uh, the message sent to the Pope, uh, meanwhile, is still in the Vatican vaults nearly 400 years later. Another person that made their money by birth getting a beautiful burial. In the Vatican, no less. In the Vatican. Uh, number 10, this one's kind of interesting. A letter from the Dalai Lama requesting protection from missionaries in Tibet. Did he get protection? I'm sorry, protection for missionaries in Tibet. My apologies. Uh, the seventh Dalai Lama of Tibet acted as a country's spiritual leader from 1720 to 1757. Uh, during uh, part of that period, Pope Clement XII uh, held the highest rank of the Catholic Church, and Clement XII earned himself a reputation, too, for growing the papal purse uh, during his so time he, in office. So he's all about money, basically. It's all about, he's a, all he's about Republicans. Benjamin. Uh, during his time in office, he gathered enough funds to not only spruce up basilicas, but also to build Rome's famous Trevi Fountain. So although the two, the two men uh, lived worlds away from each other, the Dalai Lama reached out to Clement XII uh, when Catholics in Tibet uh, needed his protection. Namely, the spiritual leader requested security measures for a group of Franciscan missionaries who traveled in the, into the country. Uh, and the letter he sent is still secreted within the Vatican vaults to this day. Do we know what the do, you, do we nobody has any idea what it says? No, apparently not. But I'm guessing it's just a hey, your popeness, uh, your homies are in my country. Can we uh, can we get some security for them? Ah, uh, that would be my guess. Anyway, so he's being nice about it, basically. Yeah, it's you know kind of kind of a cool thing. Uh, number nine, the records of what the Illuminati will do next. Oh, Dane, and this one's for you, buddy. So this is like a super recent document. It's like their day planner, what they're doing tomorrow. Yeah, this one interests me the most. Planner from the from the late from the late nineties. What's that, like Jonathan? Unmarked BlackBerry that still receives messages. This interests me more than the Chronovisor now. That's number two now. That's number one. So you want to know the future? Oh yeah. Well, obviously. Like when's <laughs> when's their coronavirus that they let a bung? the plague of earth gonna end when will they set us free never they're using this to enslave mankind it doesn't surprise me as is their way we're already we're slaves already anyways like, yeah so we were okay. slaves before this even happened though so in 1776 the bavarian illuminati uh, formed in an attempt to, to quell superstition and religious influence over the lives of everyday people. Norm, notably, the group's members uh, also hoped to fight the, any abuse of power by state officials. Understandably, then, uh, Bavarian leader Charles Theodore caught wind of the Illuminati's aims. Uh, he made the organization illegal. Yet, some of the group continued to operate to, uh, to continues to operate until this day, and it still masterminds the events that make world, world news headlines. 
for many years, conspiracy theorists uh, have also linked the Illuminati to the Catholic Church. It's been claimed, for instance, that the secret organization may, ha may, may make every single one of the church's appointments. Uh, and on top of that, rumors persist that the Vatican vaults contain records of what they believe the Illuminati will, ha will happen in the future. Okay. That's interesting. It is. They've got Remember, their day plan. Yeah, yeah they've, got their, they've, got, they've, they've got their file of facts. I must have it. <clears throat> uh, number eight, the Shinom Parchment. Ooh. From 1119 to 1312, the Knights Templar served as a Catholic Church's military order. But although the, te the Templars spent much of their existence in public favor, they finally lost support following their, their, their participation in the Crusades. Uh, it hadn't helped to see that the church had failed uh, to hold on to some of the Holy Land. Uh, things only went from bad to worse when the Templars, uh, when uh, Francis King Philip IV, uh, began arresting members and burning them at the stake. Pope Clement V... Always hard on uh, PR. Therefore, responded to the king's pressure and disbanded the order. This period of history is documented too by the Chinon Parchment, uh, which chronicles the trials against Templars uh, on charges uh, such as heresy and blaspheming uh, during the Crusades. Interestingly, though, the paper the paper was only discovered rediscovered in two thousand one, and, uh, and it was hidden in a box along with more nondescript documents in the Vatican Apostolic Archive also known as the Attican. <clears throat> so it was like hidden in a box with like old recipes and whatnot, probably. Yeah, yeah, like uh, the oh. uh, a bunch of uh, flyers and coupons for discount shawarma and uh, how to save money on long distance. But also uh, Pope John Paul's uh, recipe for carrot cake, they kept that a secret, that's theirs. They aren't gonna share that. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Well, apparently, he uses the blood of Christ. Wow. Whatever. How does it get it so moist? Blood, blood of Christ. Pete's computer shut down again, so he'll be back. Ah, Pete. All right. Number seven: the doctrine confirming that Mary that Mary immaculately conceived Jesus. Oh, they got paperwork on that, huh? Oh, uh, we gotta wait. We need the birth certificate. We should wait for him for this one. Yeah, he'll love right. it. He'll love it. Yeah, it makes total sense. So why do you think they have all these things? And they don't share them? Because they're, the, they're the Catholic Church. Right? That's not their deal. Hiding things. That's what they do. They're little squirrels. They just yeah. squirrel away. Compartmentalized information that allows you to maintain control. You just put everything out there and fucking anarchy, man. That's what we're going to have soon, anyways. Anarchy! Anarchy! Uh, hopefully, the helpful kind. Mm, probably I'm not. I'm optimistic about it. Nope. Nope. I'd say that's wishful thinking. There's definitely a helping neighbors kind of. So while he's gone, one of my favorite things that's happened so far was the uh, workers of McDonald's asked their corporation to get masks, right? And instead they gave them wacky sock day at work. 
Wacky sock day. Yep. Whoa, so don't ask. Like a middle finger <laughs> printed on <laughs> the memo. For people who work behind a counter or behind a window, they get to have wacky sock day. Yeah, but no masks. No no safety masks. Just wacky you... sock day. So I wondered, were they allowed to then wear the sock as their mask? Maybe that was the point. They That's wanted the them to. Point. That's how I would show up with that. Sock mask. Mm-hmm. Make a mask out of your sock and... Yep. Yeah, that's how is I, that, I would. That's how that I would get there. That you're wearing on your face there? No, it's a sock, dude. Oh. I I totally would buy socks. I had cat butts on it just for that. Yeah, just mm, right over your mouth, just a little cat anus or penises. Mm-mm-mm. Multiple penises. Stirring world. They haven't gone that way yet. I guess they could. Comically well, they oversexual. They exist. Guarantee it. Hey, it looks Pete like back? Pete's back. It looks like he is. I am. I am. I am. All right. All right. We waited for you. I I told them just I so you, you know. Were, I knew you were going to want to hear this one. So just okay. so you know, okay. while you were gone, I talked about how McDonald's wouldn't give their workers uh, masks to wear, but they can have wacky sock day. <laughs> okay. All right, Ken, what do you got for me? All right, number seven is the doctrine confirming that Mary immaculately conceived Jesus. Oh, that's amazing. In the Christian right, faith. Doesn't it sound super real? <laughs> yeah. In the Christian faith, original sin is said to have stemmed from Adam and Eve and their decision to eat the Garden of Eden's forbidden fruit. And according to the Catholic Church, that choice has had a ripple effect. Now, may humankind has a propensity for sinning. Nonetheless, the Immaculate Conception states that one woman stands alone without original sin, the Virgin Mary. While Catholics have long believed the Immaculate Conception, it wasn't until 1854 that Pope Pius IX penned a papal bull which confirms protect, uh, which remains protected in the Vatican vaults, confirming the teaching. Owing to this decree, then Catholics celebrate what is known as the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception on December 8th of each year. So the Pope wrote a letter saying, "Hey, it happened. That 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 that's what makes it real." Right, right. It's it's What's basically it? for right. Pope. It's real to me, guys. So that's what it says on the feed. Like Pope the Ninth, thumbs up your uh, immaculate conception. Right. Yeah. yeah. Heart loves. Yeah. Number six, uh, religious documents dear to the ends, the, the essence. What? What just happened there? I think he had a stroke. <laughs> Did you have a stroke, Ken? <laughs> uh, Did you? Uh, wait, wait. Actually, you pulled the J ball. Record of the essence, the S. 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 East of Essex. That's a good show. I mean. Uh, A a mystical sect of the Jewish faith with members who lived in their community separate from society. I like how they get to be mystical. The Bible's New Testament makes no mention of the group, however, um, and has led to believe that the Ascends uh, actually wrote the religious text. Indeed, many of their beliefs actually align with the reported actions of Jesus himself. Apparently, the Ascends emphasize charity and goodwill as well as the importance of baptism. 
isn't that Catholicism? Isn't that what they're supposed to be representing? Uh, yeah. It's uh, basically they're it's saying that these guys might have written the New Testament. Ha! That would be hilarious. Uh, then while sifting through the Vatican vaults in 1923, the uh, Bishop Edmund Bordeaux Zacchelli uh, discovered that the ancient document written in Aramaic. Uh, this uh, find subsequently led him to claim that uh, at his hands on the tenants of the Ascends uh, that said no one else reported such evidence within the vaults. In fact, there's not even a record of Sakeli's uh, visit to the location, although the manuscript's existence uh, is far from confirmed. Uh, so probably not. So basically, oh, someone said, why do you think you would be able to find a document that old? That's stupid. But in a nice way. <laughs> Okay, well, a very nice five, way. Number five might be, might be my new favorite. A work-related complaint for Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to read that. That's kind of great. Uh, Michelangelo de Ludovico Bonaratti Simoni's uh, artistic influence was so monumental that no one owned, he was known by only one name, Michelangelo. Indeed, he painted and sculpted in ways that forever changed the creation of Western art. Uh, as a consequence, many consider Michelangelo to be the greatest artist of all time, as well as the shining example of a Renaissance man, or someone who's extremely talented in multiple areas, for those of you who don't know what a Renaissance man is. Uh, among some of Michelangelo's fam most famous works, of course, are the paintings in the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, which sits within the borders of the Vatican City. Uh, and perhaps as a result of the commission, the artist seemed to have insider information about the conditions of the city-state. He therefore wrote a letter to the Pope to inform him that the Vatican's on-site guards were about to walk off the job uh, as they hadn't received paychecks in three months. Uh, and even today, the message remains in the church's vaults. It's hilarious. I think he also painted a, a secret F.U. to the Pope on the on the ceiling. I'm pretty sure I read something about there's a special there's like a hand motion somebody does that's kind of it means fuck you. <laughs> I'd have to look it up, but I read that somewhere and it wasn't the Internet. So. Uh, oh. Here oh. We go. Uh -oh. Now we're getting now we're getting into some serious Dan Brown shit, guys. Uh, number four is potential details about Jesus's bloodline. His bloodline? His bloodline. That's interesting. It may seem that the Catholic Church knows every detail of Jesus's life, but that's not entirely the case. Uh, for instance, there's no record of what Christ did from his childhood up until his early, early 30s uh, when he became the most prominent religious figure of all time. Uh, as such, then, uh, some people believe that Jesus had a family of his own before his eventual crucifixion. Uh, as uh, if Jesus were a child, uh, if Jesus had children, moreover, then his bloodline uh, might may still be traceable today. Yeah, it's a number of individuals even believe that the Vatican, that the Vatican vaults uh, have more specific details about Christ's family hidden away, mm -hmm. and that such information would be explosive for the church. It makes sense that they would be locked away in the vaults if indeed it actually exists, of course. Like I said, it's Jonathan. What if you found out it was Jonathan the whole time? That Jonathan was the descendant of Jesus? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I am. He, he has the hair. 
Yeah, but sadly, uh, he wouldn't get anything for it because uh, everybody knows the older inherits of Matt would uh, would get all of the uh, the fame and glory. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's tragic. Also, I that can't... Jesus's real last name was Bodecker the whole time. It was. And his first name was Leon. Leon. <laughs> Leon. Uh, oh, number man. Three, this got intense. Letters from, letters from Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis asking for the president to or asking for the Pope to take a side in the Civil War. Oh, that'd be interesting, actually. In April well, 1861, the Civil War broke out in the United States, and history shows conflict began mostly because of geographical disagreement about slavery. While the country's northern contingent was against the practice, uh, the South wanted to continue it. For those of us who don't know anything about about anything ever, uh, as it turned out, both Lincoln and Davis wanted outside uh, reassurance that they were doing the right thing. Consequently, both Civil War leaders wrote to Pope Pius IX requesting that he announce which side was in the right, uh, the North or the South. Oh. As a response of sorts came through the fact that the Pope never ultimately provided uh, support to the Confederacy. Instead, he pushed for emancipation alongside the Union. Hey, score. Right. At least he didn't go all Pontius Pilate and like, like wash his hands. So dis dis um, dismissive of the Pope right up until he agrees with you, and then it's like, yeah, that guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Right. Uh, number two, proof that Jesus wasn't crucified. Ooh, Ooh it was like, all a magic trick. They right. Explain shit. Uh, the crucifixion of Jesus stands as the most essential parts of the Bible and therefore the Catholic faith. Uh, indeed, uh, Jesus' death on the cross is seen to exemplify one of history's most uh, central tenets, such as atonement and salvation. Uh, astonishingly, though, some believe that Jesus didn't actually die in this manner and that the Vatican has hidden proof in its vaults. Archaeologist Michael Begent, uh, for one, believes that Jesus and Pontius Pilate both faked the crucifixion. Uh, killing the prophets uh, wouldn't, wasn't in Pilate's best interest, uh, you see, for uh, Jesus encouraged his followers to pay their taxes. Instead, uh, <laughs> claims that the governor... That doesn't sound like something Jesus would do at all. Uh, instead, Beijing claimed that the government helped simulate Christ's, uh, Christ's death during a mixture using a mixture of drugs, then removed his body from the tomb. Uh, the archaeologist felt the documentation uh, of this plot existed, too, meaning it, was, it could be hidden in the Vatican vaults. This is the most ridiculous one out of all of them, I think. They faked yep. his death by using the the drug that can slow your heart down that you see in all the movie tropes mm-hmm. to make him seem dead. What about the guy that stabbed him? Right. How did they fake that? Well, that wasn't a that wasn't a fatal stab. <laughs> oh. Well, obviously it was a fake spear, Pete. Get with the oh, program. Sorry. Oh, sorry. They had this exploding blood pack to make it look like he was bleeding. He was actually really skinny and was wearing a body double suit. If you had the if you had the corona yeah. visor, you would be able to see all this, guys. That's true. That's true. The thing's like the so, most powerful thing in the world, next to a real you know time what's machine. Weird is this guy. This guy had the coronavirus visor, and didn't bother witnessing the crucifixion and burial of Jesus. Well, he didn't even go back like to the dinosaurs. Rome. 
he went to he he went to he he went to France. Like, hey, did this really happen? Let's go find out. Like, no, he didn't bother doing that. Super weird. Or maybe it didn't happen, and that's why they're hiding it. Yeah, there you go. I don't want people seeing it. All right. Uh, the number one thing is the letter, the Pope's letter that gave the green light for the Fourth Crusade. Oh, the, the letter that said, go ahead and kill people? Uh, the Fourth Crusade kicked off in 1202 when Christians from the West decided to move on Jerusalem. They couldn't tackle the Muslim uh, ruled Holy City right away, though. First, it was necessary to dismantle the Egyptian uh, Ayyubid Sultanates, uh, as it was the most powerful Islamic empire at the time. Yet the effort didn't go as originally anticipated, and the Crusaders ended up taking down the Greek island, Greek held Constantinople instead. Nice. Uh, back in back in 1198, however, Pope Innocent III uh, had issued a papal bull for the Fourth Crusade, calling for an offensive to recapture the Holy Land from its Muslim leaders. Then, when the plan ultimately got, went went off the rails. Uh, and everything went tits up. He condemned the apparition as a work of hell at the siege of Constantinople uh, had been so violent. Uh, his original letter allowing for the Crusades remains in the vault, though. Nice. You know, he that is one... Innocent. Yeah. He Yeah, he named himself Innocent. There is... Innocent. Yeah, after all of... Listening to all of this, um regardless of whether any of this is in there, it would still be pretty sweet to have free reign to go through all their stuff. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the, sure. The, the, the level of shit that's got to be in there would just be cool to look at. It would be. It would just be cool to look at. Like, you wouldn't even know where to start, and I would be fine with that. Yeah, just like, I'm going to pick a room, you know, start, start at the first room on the first door on the left. Let's do this. Exactly. Start, just start going through it. It'd be pretty sweet. Even, like, if they had, like, Meal plans from the early ten hundreds would be sweet, you know. Yeah, like show me the show me the menu card from the from the from the dinner table, you know, or something like that. Right. They have all the band flyers. <laughs> yeah, they have all, two thousand years. Yeah, all the Pope band flyers. They have to. The Pope and His Holy Order—that's the name of the band. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's not a great name, but they get by. Yeah, th they're proto punk. All right, so, so moving on, I have one story for us to talk about real quick, and then oh, yeah. I have some shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. I got to dip out for a second, though. Dipper. Aiden's leaving. Dip, dip. Yeah. My girls are calling. All right, go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to this, and then you'll get back for shower thoughts. All right. He kind of needs to be here for this one. What is it? It's a toilet. That's okay. We can talk to about toilets. All right. Sorry, Dana, that you're missing this. However, there is a smart toilet that will be able to identify you by the shape of your asshole. <laughs> it's a... like a finger. Assholes are like fingerprints. Nobody had. Everyone's is different. Right. So, uh, there, this toilet, uh, a, a team of researchers at Stanford University developed a prototype smart toilet with four cameras that can identify the user based on their anal print. Oh, that's going to be exploited. Your butthole awesome. is like a snowflake. No two are exactly alike. 
who th- like who who greenlighted this? Hey, this is my plan. I want to make a toilet that takes a picture. Asshole can tell you who you are. And somebody said, "Yeah, sounds great. Do it." Like who greenlights this shit? But I'm. Sh- <laughs> oh, it's just so it's so disturbing. A mountable toilet system for personal health monitoring via the analysis of X crate. The analysis, the the an, the analyst, the, the analysis of anal. Oh my God! There's actually pictures of buttholes in this article. What did you do? What are you? What are you looking at? I'm reading this article on Vice, and there's actual pictures of. This is so funny. So, like, it can tell you. It's like, are you eating well, Jim? Because what's coming out looks bad. Is that what's going on here? Do I'm going to share this link with you guys. What's that? I just shared the link with you guys in the chat. Do I even want to nope. look? Nope. Nope. You, you, you have to. You have to, and okay. you have to scroll down to the, the images. Just so I can get your... I want to see your guys' really reactions. Don't. I do not want to see this. Just do it anyways. Ugh. Let's see what happens. You're a terrible human being. I'm looking at it. It's good. Oh. Oh, man. Some of these people look sick. No. (laughs) Why did you do this? I will. I will fucking kill you. Yeah, you're kind of a terrible person. This. This is so bizarre. It's bizarre. Like, how did you even find... Why would somebody do a... St- I don't understand any of it. Right. Well, why are they doing a study on this? Why Why would they design this thing? What is the point of this in the end? Just think about what these people are looking at all, all day trying to map this stuff. Why? And like, what is the end goal? Yeah, pretty soon they're going to have experts that can identify you in court. <laughs> Based on your bum hole print? Yeah, for your for the drive-by shitting that you do. <laughs> My God. Like, uh, I don't know why would people would. And, and, the, and the design of this thing is frightening because something's going to get hit. There, there looks like there's like a little thermostat sticking out the back of it, too. I don't understand what that is. Apparently That's probably it the. It might be the camera. No, I think it's the pressure sensor. No, it's the. Oh, that's the urinalysis strip. See, there's so a that's little peon. Yep. Um. Then there's the stool camera. That's in the back. Yeah. Anyways, this whole thing is mess. Is is sick. And Ken's out. You 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 made Ken leave I'm, the whole thing. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm here. I need to cough. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That I didn't need to and, see any of that, know, Jonathan. Curse him. Yeah. You. <clears throat> Cursed, I say. Cursed. I'll be. I'll take the curse. Curse for that. you. All right, Dan. I need to hurry up and get back. So this is what people at Stanford do. Apparently, they're just bored enough that they make. Uh, camera toilet seats 
too much time. How many hands. politicians have graduated from Stanford? Um, a few, I think. Most of them come from the Ivy League schools, believe it or not. Maybe that's the get. problem. That's the problem. They get in because of their parents, so they don't have to ever prove anything, and then they go on thinking they're great. But they are great, Pete. In their heads. In their heads. And apparently because they may have money, other people think they're great because the amount of money you have equals how good a person you are for some reason. That's what I don't understand either. Oh, I thought that was a true statement. Well, I mean, to some people it is. Yeah, the less money you have, the nicer you are. Mm, I guess. I believe it, I believe that more than the more money you you have, the nicer you are. I can see that. I guess we'll uh, continue on then. I don't see him coming back in the next couple minutes. Uh, he might. You want me to give him a talk, see? Yeah, if you want to. Well, I was talking to the kiddos. Yeah. Well, why don't you give us why don't you give us a preliminary shower thought? All right, let's see. Um, people, people, people listening just have to imagine that there's there's oh, a shower sound. There he is. He just signed back online. Oh, yay! Right. He's back. He returns. Yay! You were saved. You didn't have to look at the uh, buttholes that Jonathan made us look at. So, uh, are you ready sweet. for some shower thoughts? He was threatening that earlier. Well, he he came through with that threat. All right, what do you sick. think about in the shower? Is it probably also sick? Shower thoughts with J-Bo. It must have been really hard for the creator of bicycles to convince people that it was possible for almost anyone to ride it. I could see that. I mean, unless he could, he could ride it, and then he could just show them. <laughs> unless, actually, riding bicycles was pretty easy, and as still used as the measure of easy things to do, sure. Well, remember... But what about training wheels? We started with penny farthing. Right, that thing's a nightmare. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Is that the one with the big old tire? Yeah. And the little tire? Yeah. I would... I always kind of wanted to try to ride one of those. Because I've tried to ride a unicycle and was able to do it for a little while, so I wanted to ride one of those old school bikes. But you have to wear crash helmets with it now. Um, you have to you wear, have to wear crash wear helmets crash walking. Helmets yeah. Hey, just walking down the street. <laughs> Popcorn is probably just as unique as snowflakes, but nobody cares. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> that seemed like a true thing now that you mention it. Right. I mean, have you ever really looked in your bot your bag of popcorn to see how many of them were the exact same? Not one. It's just it's just easy it's better to say like here's a precious snowflake instead of she's a precious popcorn. Right. Popcorn. <clears throat> Cause then you have to say things like just eat it and it just ruins the whole mood. That's true. But you can eat a snowflake, too. You can. We tried doing that a couple weeks ago. We did when it snowed. 
Hit me. What else you got? All right. Trees have leaves and provide shade when you need it most. And lose their leaves and let the sun through when you also need it the most. Oh, yeah. Like if you need the sun in winter. Yeah. You feel it. So that's a that's a nice one. Right. Very mellow. Uh, next. Saint trees. Yeah, right. Plus they give us oxygen. True. Yeah. <laughs> Science. Next, we have your car keys have traveled further than your car actually has. Yes. Yep. Everywhere I go. There well, they are. mostly everywhere I go. <laughs> Except for the one time they're still there and you gotta go back for them. <laughs> right. If fingers have fingertips, but toes do not have toe tips, why can you tiptoe, but not tip finger? I don't know. Spider-Man. I feel like you're good. <laughs> yeah, I think you <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, you oh. never talk about your toes. But you do talk about the tips of your toes sometimes, right? No. I'm... Well, yeah, like I stub yeah. the tip of my toe. I guess you do say that yeah. occasionally. Right, but From the top of your head to... Yeah, but they're not toe tips. Right. Tips of the toe. If Waldo changed his shirt, literally no one could find him. Uh, I think if you really looked, you'd be able to pick him out. Yeah, because he still looks like a he still looks like a ridiculous person. Right. <laughs> With a completely unnecessary cane and that stupid hat. He doesn't always have the cane, though. But he always has the hat. Right. And the hairdo. And the glasses. But you always find him in the photos by his shirt. It would just be harder, but I think it could be done. Right. I'd like to give this a shot. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like I have. Put, uh, I got five more. Sounds so sad. Go go go! The flavor of water is its temperature. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Mm, that's cold. I'm pretty sure sulfur gives it a flavor all on its own. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah, but that's extra things added to the water then. Right, which you can't escape. You ever drink pure water? I think it's supposed to be like lethal or something. What? Like distilled water, you mean? That's pure water. How did you hear? Big Pharma, they're telling everybody, water's, it'll kill you. Well, well if you drink too much of it. You. If it gets into your lungs and you drown, but. <laughs> and if you drink too much of that? it, What's you can get water poisoning. Pour a gallon of water directly into your lungs and like be cool about it. Watch 35 kids. It's a wow. cure for COVID? Yep, there you go. Cure for COVID. Pour yeah. water straight into yeah, your lungs. COVID if you're dead. <laughs> That's a true statement there. Get COVID-19. Oh, did it kill him? No, he drowned. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, please, kids, can we, please can don't we say that? that? Can we say that to Trump and see if he'll start I just, I just found out the other day that Danny's been listening to our 
so kids don't try this at home. Oh, really? My daughter wanted to listen too. Yeah, I put the kibosh on that. Yeah, it's like, I don't think we talk about things that you should hear. Yeah, no. Saying the phrase, I wear human skin under all these clothes, sounds creepy, but it's completely true. <laughs> well, That's right. Wear implies you could take it off. You can take it off, just not all at once. You can take it off, Danon. Well, I guess you're right. It, and that's oh, one of those things. Why I don't watch horror movies is because you can you can take somebody's whole skin off, and they will be alive for a period of time. And I can't imagine how horrible that is. It's, yeah, probably the worst thing ever. Somewhere out there is a hospital bed that has a record of the most amount of people who have died in that hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, deathbed. Yeah, pretty much deathbed. That's which is another horror. That's a but horror this, movie. That's a horror movie and also, a bad name. Like <laughs> cancer bed, but there's tuberculosis bed. There's right, so exactly. If you lay in this specific bed, you're going to die of that disease. Yeah, you can have a whole hospital filled with them. Don't get all focused on the one. You have a whole hospital that just follows people who all die the same thing from the same bed. Frightening. Right? That could be like a Netflix series. It could be. Deathbed, yeah. Deathbed the series. Yep. In a few decades... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm done. In a few decades, there's going to be a huge need for gaming devices geared towards seniors and care homes. Volumes that go up to 11... That's actually true for the for the people that are gamers now, yeah, for sure. Right. Can you get a Bluetooth in your hear, hearing aids? Uh, probably in the future. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, actually, I'm surprised if that doesn't already exist. I would be you too, almost. Make a bunch of money on earphones. <laughs> yes, we do. Patent pending. And last but not least. When you're drinking a glass of milk, you'll have no idea how many cows contributed to that glass of cold milk. I think it's better that way. Or where they came from. Or what they look like. Or what they ate. Exactly. Where did they come from and where did they go? Only Cotton Eye Joe knows. (laughs) Why do we always have to put that in, like, every five episodes? We have to throw that into an episode. Yeah, I don't know why, but you're right. Every, like, I think we know for some reason. Why? Because, kind of... because fuck them, that's why. <laughs> and that's why young kids can't listen to this. Right. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this special quarantined edition of the Vlix podcast. I was your host, Jabo, signing off with Pete. Yeah. Ken. Stay safe, friends. And Danon. Hello. Keep it real, guys. Keep six feet apart. And uh, we'll probably record another episode in the next week or so. And we'll see how everyone's still hanging out and keeping alive. So, peace out, guys. Later. Alright, are we clear?